0: Hello everyone and welcome to We're Going Places An MGS podcast about our time on the road, our time in the air, and our time away from home My name is Dallin and as always I'm joined by Scott this morning How are you?
1: I'm good Where have we travelled to? Ah. Tell me, take me on a Take me on a tail I'll Where take,
0: go? take you on a journey So, last week I was very fortunate I kind of did a... Uh, not, like, last minute, but pretty close to it. You know, it was only a couple of weeks between actually deciding yeah. to go and, and going. I went to Portland, Oregon um, to go to the Portland Retro Games Expo. Uh, and also to meet up with uh, a bunch of uh, friends, online friends that I've never met before. And uh, that's always, like, a little... There was definitely a little bit of, like, some anxiety about that. It's like... I, I didn't want it to be like the, the the cliche of like oh we're super chatty online but as soon as we're together you know we're just a like literally just You're. a bunch of nerd like we we are brought <laughs> together we li- like not only are we brought together through a singularly like nerdy passion like video games but even more than that we met each other through the video game vinyl community. And so it's like, <laughs> fucking hell, you know, like what's, so what's you're, that? You're
1: writing, you're putting topics in your phone. Try, yeah, try I, I did. I made several lists. <laughs> I just wanted to
0: be, you know, like just, just in That's case good. I, I wasn't too concerned because of the
1: toilet <laughs> that, you know,
0: that seems like an issue if it's like two or three of you, you know, and yeah, there, were, yeah. there were like, like nine or 10 of us total. Uh, so it was a really big group uh and that was so fun like cuz we've been talking together for like two or three years uh and yeah that that was really nice that like meeting together with everybody uh and we kind of had like a couple uh a couple parties and hangouts and it was like just like really special and i tried to uh maximize my my time there from i left on wednesday night uh, at 8 PM and from Wednesday at 8 PM until, uh, s- Sunday at like noon, I slept for 11 hours total, which is perfect. That's
1: it's not like 20% or less of, of, that's, of that's, the hours. That's,
0: <laughs> yeah. So I had, I think I had 65 hours from the time I hit. The ground in Portland to the time I left.
1: So and you get the ground running. Yeah, like,
0: literally, literally. Nobody can stop me. No. <laughs> Put on my sonic shoes. Here we go.
1: I am, I am finally having. I'm finally free. I'm finally free. I'm, <laughs> I'm away Oregon? From the Oregon. Here
0: we come. Um.
1: <laughs> I've wanted to go to Portland for a while. It's a bit far away. Yes. <laughs> so it's and it, it feels like the kind of place that like. I would maybe go to like Seattle, and then I would go there, or like you know, you do Vancouver, Seattle, Portland in a little yes. trio or something. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily want to travel the whole way to Portland
0: exclusively, to Portland.
1: just for itself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Portland's really. Good say, it seems like the kind of place that like people who already live in America go to quite a bit.
0: Yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's definitely like an art city. Uh, and you yeah, can yeah. tell that it values the arts very, very highly. It also like it. While this is probably probably sounds really dumb and like just like oh, northern Canada backcountry loser comes to America for the first time, but like you know it's it, far from being like my first time in a you know major city. But like m- my first impression was like it is so cramped there and and Mm -hmm. not in the sense of like like a new york city style cramped just like i think it's outgrown itself like exponentially really quickly right right yes um like driving down the streets like you know no houses have driveways or garages or places to park right it's all just like Parking on the street, and yeah. when you get cars parked on both sides of the street, like there's barely room for you know to to drive down let alone to have like you know two two cars pass each other. Right, that's yeah. definitely not happening. And even like driving like in the like in the city area, when you have cars parked like on the sides, you know the roads like by you know by businesses and things like that, the the lanes are so. Tight, so so tight. Um,
1: you would probably feel that way about here. <laughs> maybe, that's, yeah. That that's quite normal. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's just it was just really, really interesting because it, Yeah, it just feels like like it it blew up too quickly, and the yeah. infrastructure that was in place is not capable of handling yeah. the growth that that city has had yeah. to sustain it also feels yeah. like there's this vibe that it's a city that's like kind of worked its ass off to be like where it is like mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. like honestly like a good portion of the city i would just describe as rough like r- there's a yeah. lot of like uh worn down like industry uh industrial areas and just like it was so like jarring at some points you're driving down like there's i stayed in this area um kind of just you know just a little bit outside of the city itself uh this area called hawthorne and it's like you can definitely tell like that's like the the like older like hipster sort of area like that's where you got your taquerias and your coffee shops and you know your your curiosity shops and all kinds of stuff right yeah yeah but then like you can just be there and then just all of a sudden there's a massive pit from where there used to be a big building and it's just been demolished and it's just a mat like just literally a pit in the middle of these like cute shops and then oh we're just gonna ignore that keep going and then you know two blocks later oh here's here's a tent city and mm. here, we have a, a, a fair number of homeless people, um, but literally, like, unless we house them, they die.
1: Yeah. In, yeah. Like,
0: in the winter, right? Yeah, And so yeah. while we have a big homeless population, we don't have a lot of people who live on the street. Yes. Like, in general, we have a lot of shelters. And uh, yeah. the one of the people... Um, that lives there that kind of helped organize everything. She said like they they estimate that there's about ten to twelve thousand homeless people in the city of Portland. And
1: um, how many people are in Portland? Is there like over a million? Is it quite is it that big or I wanted to say thousand? it was
0: like not quite a million. Let me see. But she said that uh, their homeless shelters can six hundred and fifty to seven hundred thousand. Oh um she said that their homeless shelters can accommodate just about a thousand people. Oh dear. So you still have probably over 10,000 people living on the street at any, at any given time. And yeah, it was just like so, just so interesting that you could just be driving down at like a generally pretty good area of the city and then have an entire block. That's just, Tents and tarps and shopping yeah. carts and yeah. and uh, I went to I went to the this the skate shop in the old town area allegedly the first skate shop in the entire world which was quite cool it was wow. really a really cool skate shop like I went there got they have their own like their in house decks with their own graphics and stuff like that so pretty cool so i picked up a, cool. a, a deck there and talked with the guys but it's like to yeah to get there honestly it's like i parked like 10 blocks away and just like literally just like walked through tent city to get there
1: yeah
0: but it was great everyone was super kind um no no issues um and then do you think
1: that people in the skating community are quite kind and welcoming do you think so do you think uh or is there still an area of like oh you're like an amateur you're not you know you're not good enough to be around us I think because from what you what you say it seems quite welcoming
0: yeah i think it, i think it's like anything like i think to me the larger portion of it is quite welcoming and quite helpful you know like
1: yeah
0: like i'm like when i first started skating last year i posted a video to the the old skaters subreddit which is 30 Old plus, boys. 30, 30 that? plus, <laughs> 30 plus skaters, um, just asking for like, you know, like some tips and, and like super helpful, super, super kind. And these guys were like, Oh, how long have you been skating? I'm like, uh, like a year and like, Oh, that's awesome. Like, you know, what do you like, want to know? Like, Oh, what do I normally ride? Like what's my setup? And like all this stuff. Um, but yeah, it was really nice. Um, but, uh, I want to talk about the, the expo cause it was really cool, really fun. Um,
1: so what was the name of the expo? So
0: it's it's PRG, the Portrait Retro Game Expo. Yes. Um,
1: How retro. But, are we talking?
0: So they have it. It's de- they have a definition. So do
1: they?
0: Yeah. So to uh, retro for them is defined by uh, anything. Prior to the previous generation of consoles, so Xbox 360, PS3, and, oh, and
1: Wii. Scary, Yeah, I know. But in general,
0: like, even though that's the definition, there was not a lot of that. Yeah. Definitely, like, mostly before yeah. that. PS2, like, there. Yeah, that yeah. era, yeah, there was, there fair was a fair it's like bit of Bioshock
1: um, Infinite, Retro. Yeah, 2.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no thanks (laughs) fucking Call of Duty Black Ops retro retro Um, like
1: but I mean 12 years ago yeah when Black Ops came out uh, Metal Gear Solid was coming out so yeah that's that's the jump there you go
0: Um, so it ran from Friday to Sunday I only got tickets for the Friday and the Saturday because I flew out first thing on on Sunday morning the Friday was yep. basically just the arcade. So they turned, like, this huge exhibit hall into an arcade with multiple areas. And it was so cool. Honestly, cool. like, it sounds like a little bit silly, but, like, walking in there, like, I did get, like, almost, like, a little bit emotional. It was my first, like, experience at an expo. And it was just, like... Got a little spooky. I think Well, it was just, like, I mean, one, you know, I haven't really been anywhere since COVID.
1: Yeah, right. right fair enough.
0: And it was just, like, this really, like, overwhelming sense of, like, every single person here is here for the exact same reason as I am. And it's just a place of good-ass games, right? Yeah. And so I walked in, and the first area that they had was the console arcade, which is really cool, but also, like, the least interesting part because it's just, like, a lot of it was, like, like, I walked in, the first, literally the first game that I saw was someone playing Spider-Man 2 on the PS2. <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, amazing. I can play that at home, though. Like, so, like, you know. But it was really cool. Like, they just have rows and rows of TVs. Like, you know, like, chunky-ass CRTs, right? Like, yes. really cool TVs. Um And in that, you know, like, lots of, lots of. Obviously, lots of, you know, Genesis, NES, N64, you know, lots of that stuff. But also, like, the more interesting stuff to me was, like, playing, uh, like, Commodore 64 or Atari 2600. Um, even, like, Sega Master System I've never played before. Um, so, yeah. a couple of the games that I played, that, like, I played Outrun for a long time. Uh, on the master (laughs) system never played out before that's really good really fun um and then they had the section with the the coin op arcades which was you know really really fun just like all all the bangers scott every single one of the you know we got our our street fighters to our our uh mortal Kombat's.
1: Did they have uh, gen Could you play as gen on it?
0: I I did, I, I didn't play uh, any of the fi- the fighters were very popular and I was like I'm sure they were. I like and you know what, like
1: to play. Yeah.
0: As as fun as that would be like if I if I was playing with someone maybe I would have done that but like I didn't want to like play strangers uh who are probably very very good. Gonna um, absolutely
1: rinse you. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I I gravitated more towards Miss Pac-Man, Dig Dug, Donkey Kong. Um I played this uh this Star Wars game, this Empire Strikes Back came out in arcades just shortly after uh Empire. And uh nice. man, I can see myself like if if I was an arcade playing that like after the movie, I could see myself being obsessed with this game. Which okay?
1: uh which bit was it? Was it uh, like... So it's X Wing.
0: It's an X Wing game. X-wings. And all of it I'm actually I'm gonna see if I can find a quick picture here. Um, it's all just in wireframe. Right. Um But it's
1: really, really good. Is it kind of is it kind of like Death Star like first person sort of
0: Yeah. Like so you're like in the cockpit. Yeah, so you're in the cockpit. Um just blasting you know just blasting but uh what surprised me was one the controls were really fluid so you play it with you know like you're gripping the you know whatever you're in your little you're in the little cockpit right
1: <laughs> the pilot stuff gripping yeah, the pilots uh bundles like
0: <laughs> i honestly found like the controls like to be a little bit more natural and intuitive than like Star Wars Squadrons, <laughs> to be honest mm. with you. Like, it felt better to play that. Um, yeah. uh, but also what surprised me was the the variation in the gameplay. So even though you're just flying and, and shooting, but it's like they had, you know, dogfight levels. They like, had Hoth and having to shoot the tow cables and, and wrap around. Um, yeah. Really, really interesting. And yeah, I could just see myself, like, being really, really into this um, when it first came out. Yeah, that was really fun. And yeah, just just playing some good old arcade games. And then they had uh, a pinball section, which is where I spent the most time on the Friday. It really, I didn't. I would not have described myself as a big pinball fan, but I had a lot of time. Pinball so, wizard. Something about that, like tactile sensation playing pinball
1: isn't it oh, i you, see yeah this is very wireframe yes <laughs> very, uh oh that's 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 like a snow speeder that's like you're at, at there isn't yeah it? yeah yeah that's cool that's cool way they have done that yeah
0: yeah uh, really, really good and then yeah i, I like
1: just, pinball too what happens with pinball though is that i get really embarrassed playing it because it's usually like i remember there's like a pirates of the caribbean one that was played quite a lot in a place here and like it's like, yo ho ho! ho. It's <laughs> yeah. like for me, and <laughs> like a quiet, like our There's people playing like air hockey and shit. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, oh my god! Like, it's like, yeah, you sunk me ship and all that sort of stuff. And you're like, <laughs> you uh, be sleeping with the
0: sharks. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you receive sleeping with the sharks. Please, please don't be looking at me. Uh, I know I what you mean. I know
0: what you mean. Machine.
1: Yeah. I wish it was just a bit more subtle or something. Um, do you know what? I actually, like, I like digital pinball as well. I quite like it. Do you? I've uh, never
0: done one, and I, like, I was yeah. kind of, like, debating, like, I would love to get a pinball machine. Is it, is is a digital table the, like, the same experience?
1: Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I guess, yeah, I, so, I've played, I, th- I think that if you get, like, one that's done by, like, quite a good developer, then it feels, mm-hmm. like, I, I know from, like, I. I haven't really played too many on, like, physical, like, Big cabinets or whatever, but like playing the playing like games like on you can get it on Switch as well. Um, by like, it was called Zen Pinball, but they right. changed it to something else. I can't remember what their name is now. Uh, and you can get like a couple of free tables on there, and they're like they're all really really good, you know. And it feel it does feel like actual pinball. There's like real like weight behind it, and the physics feel like they hold up. I bet you, stuff like that. I
0: bet you pinball on PS Five with the with the triggers. Sure, it's good, yeah. With, and yeah. the haptics um, could be really good.
1: Yeah, like even even without it, like I played it. I had I had Zen Pinball, like the Marvel version on PS3, I think. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the Wolverine table. That was really good. Wolverine and Spider Man were really really good. They've yeah. I I, think I they've I'm gonna pick like,
0: some up now that you've. I forgot yeah, that that exists because you
1: can if you get it on. I don't know if it's on PS if it's free on PS5, but there's like a free version on Switch, and then you can just buy like individual tables, and they're not that expensive. Yeah. Um, there's like you know, there's all the Bethesda ones like Skyrim and Fallout and everything, which look really cool. Um, I j- when I was younger, I actually had, I had, I did have a digital uh, pinball, and it was Pokemon themed, and it was Ooh. just like a big, it was just like a big like, br- like a big red brick right with like obviously like Pokemon like stickers and designs on the front. Yeah. But the like the ball, it was just a series of like little LED lights all over it. Oh, okay. So like. That would be your ball, and your triggers would be on the bottom, and you would be—you wouldn't be hitting anything, but you'd be like hitting "quote unquote" this little light, this little yeah, LED, yeah. and it would like bounce up and down the 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 thing w- through the different lights and stuff. I used to play that quite a lot. That was just, that was actually really good. Yeah.
0: Okay, so so Zen Pinball actually has digital versions of some of the tables that I played there.
1: Oh, good. Which is yeah. really
0: cool. So that's fun. I'm going to pick some of those up for sure.
1: Yeah, they're really, um, I think they are really, really good. Uh, I would recommend it quite a bit. And it's really, it is really quite addictive as well. They have Star Wars ones. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, this looks great. Yeah. I'm going to get
0: some of these. Um,
1: yeah, no, it's it's very, very fun.
0: It was so cool to have, like, you know, playing, like, very modern tables, like Guardians of the Galaxy, and, like, there was, like, a Led yeah. Zeppelin one. Um really modern, like tight ones. And then like playing like really, really vintage ones, like that are barely even themed. Like what, Oh, what pinball you're playing? Uh, beach, beach, <laughs> beach day.
1: <laughs> 1950s diner. <laughs> and
0: literally, and like with like analog score counters and like, Oh, the yeah, the yeah. sounds, the sounds of that <laughs> one, man. <laughs> oh, that, that was, was like, this is something
1: this, like that isn't there oh. it really is and it's like so, so fun <laughs> see when i when i see a pinball table somewhere i i play i have to play it i just i really really like
0: it i love that and just like yeah those those ones it's like what have we got on this table it's like three bounce pads <laughs> you know a couple of the little things on the side and that's and that's your table <laughs> i loved it it was so fun uh and then the other oh they had a I think I showed you a picture while I was there. They had, like, an old, like, 80s living room set up with, like, really gross carpet and, like, floral print couches and, and stuff like that. And on one side, they had uh, an Atari 2600 set up. And then on the other side, they had a NES set up. And I got there right at the start uh, as soon as things opened. And it wasn't very busy when I first got there. And so I went to the living room area. And I just played Super Mario Bros. 3 front to back <laughs> in about 30 minutes no one else was there i had a really good time uh and then in the other corner they had two things happening uh they had uh the tetris effect world championships and the classic tetris world championships uh happening live right there um and i watched a lot of tetris on the (laughs) weekend amazing some of the some of these kids that are coming up and playing tetris and uh i was gonna send you an article i'll send it afterwards
1: like actual were the actual kids yes
0: like like gen z and it's, it's a whole thing about like these gen zers like changing the game of classic tetris through like the way that they hold the controller and so instead of just like holding the controller and just like putting your inputs in like we would normally they like hold like like uh like take the controller and like rather than, you know, do, do 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 they like flip it up and do their inputs like that. And they say it like <laughs> take,
1: to me it <laughs> looks it, to me it looks incredibly <laughs> it?
0: awkward, but like they say it like lets them like half their input time.
1: Well, that's cool.
0: Yeah, anyway, like and and it was it, like when you saw the kids doing that versus like the older guys who are doing it more traditionally, like yeah, they're
1: like they're let smoking me get my them. Glasses on, yeah, they're <laughs> <to see laughs> the buttons. <laughs>
0: smoking them anyway, really, really interesting. Uh, so that was that was the Friday, uh, and then or the Friday, as you might say, uh, and then the Saturday.
1: Might say, you might say that I suppose.
0: <laughs> the Saturday was the big day, right? So starting at like eight thirty, the uh, the floor to the vendors open up. I don't know how many there were probably like well over a hundred, um, you know, selling like if you were looking for it, someone had it. And I know <laughs> because there were a couple things I was looking for and I found them all. <laughs> and some Sounds of them were good. like, some of them were weird. Like, like I wanted, uh, I put some shelves up in Link's room just before I left. And I was like, you know, it'd be really cute here would be like, uh, a Lego figure, but it's Link found two of them perfect exactly what i needed (laughs) um so i mostly picked up like i didn't buy a lot of stuff i mostly just got stuff for the kids uh but i bought myself a copy of miss pac-man on the snes my favorite game now apparently um (laughs) but uh they also had uh so the the vendors were a lot very overwhelming um
1: yeah
0: but just like just looking around like there was some really cool shit that you could see um they had a museum section, which was definitely quality over quantity. They basically had three exhibits in the museum. One okay. <laughs> one was... But, like, every single... So, one was, uh, like, a Pac-Man history section, which was, like, right. just a display of, like, every Pac-Man game and, like, so much merch. Like, bootleg stuff, official stuff, like, tons and tons of, of Pac-Man stuff. They had yeah. an exhibit that was... Fucking a complete inbox, entire N sixty four library. Oh well. Wow. Which is like, someone's putting that on the shelf. Someone's someone's risking it for a biscuit, man. That. No, like, that is a that is a lot of dollars right there. Oh, I I was going to tell you as well. Uh, like, have you heard about the like all the stuff with like Wada games and their uh-huh. grading? Uh, no. Okay, so there's a big controversy where uh, WADA is, like, a, a relatively new grading company that's, you know, you send your, your sealed games in, they put it in their little plastic box and give it a grade, right? Um yeah. Except that they've been kind of, like, exploiting the market and, like, artificially raising the value of mm-hmm. games themselves because, I can't remember all the situation but it's, like, one of the owners of, or co-owners, or, you know, whatever shareholders of WADA is also like a primary shareholder of uh Heritage House auctions so it's like right you'll see like oh uh, sealed copy of Super Mario Bros WADA graded on like auctioned at Heritage House for two and a half million uh and who auctioned it the co-owner of WADA gate like <laughs> anyway no and it did my heart good to see not a single person at the water booth the entire time.
1: Well, that's good. Fucking Dunham, <laughs> <done good>. <laughs> absolutely Dunham.
0: Um. Uh, anyway, and they also had set up a the blockbuster experience, which is really fun. Uh, of course, the last blockbuster is in Bend, Oregon. Uh, which is of just a couple hours away, and so they lent a bunch of stuff and brought it on over and and set up a, a fake Blockbuster, which was really cute. And you could get merch and wait in line and uh you know get your merch, get your popcorn, get your your nerds candies, whatever you wanted.
1: Um, nerds candies. <laughs> your Willy Wonkas. Your Willy Wonkas. Yeah. Uh, Everlasting gobstoppers. Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> um and then they had a lot of panels and I only got to two of the four panels that I wanted to go to, but I wanted to tell you, uh, and I'll kind of just end with end with this a little bit. So the two people I really wanted to meet, I did, and it was absolutely lovely. The first first one I met was Cat Icarus, um, who I love. I've been watching for a while and uh, just what a silly, weird man he is. Um, and his panel is basically just a Q and A And uh, a bunch of weirdos asking him questions, I'll tell you that. It was actually like, (laughs) well, it was like quite sad. Like a lot of them would come up and do like quotes or like in jokes from his videos. But like his videos are long and like, I can totally see like someone's coming up doing like one quote from an hour long video he made three years ago. Yeah. And he's like, all right. (laughs) <laughs> I think that, like, like what if someone came up to us and was like doing a quote from like our dinosaur tooth episode?
1: Like, yeah, I, I, I cannot. It, the only thing I remember is that the guy forgot to put the dinosaur. Yeah, in. Uh, <laughs> Gary, <laughs> <laughs> Gary the dinosaur. He forgot to put him in most of the film. Yeah, that,
0: you know, so. like, and I, I always kind of feel that way too. Like, you know, if I ever met like the RKG boys, I wouldn't want to like do a bit like. You know, cause when you have when you have Rory saying things like "oh fuck nugget" sound like something I would say. Rory, you have said it multiple times on recording, but you don't know that you have said it, so it's like
1: I I think they they are quite good with remembering like the, at least the big
0: the bits, big ones, right? yeah.
1: Like maybe not like I I think stuff on the podcast they maybe don't remember as much, but they do on the videos. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like if if I came up and said. Oh, it's me, Queen Lancashire. Yeah, oh, they for were, sure, no for fans. sure.
0: <laughs> but that, that's one that he's referenced again. So, like, that one's yeah. stuck with him. So, for sure. It's so funny. For sure.
1: That, that will haunt me. That, that, when I'm on my deathbed, that's <laughs> going to be the last <laughs> thing I think of. <laughs> we, we were doing it. No, we you were doing it. <laughs> you, yeah. I, we were doing it. We, you were. <laughs> I want to wear the dead woman's clothes.
0: I love that. But yeah, so it was, but he, he was very, very kind and very sincere. And he, you know, he talked about how nervous he was and he was, yeah, he was very nice and, uh, waited in line for quite a bit to meet him and had a little chat. He was, yeah, he was very sweet. Um, and then I also was able to talk with Norm Caruso for a couple minutes and, uh, what a lovely guy. So, he was the one that I really wanted to, to, and I told you this as well. Like I was like, unless the opportunity was good, I wasn't going to like bug him for like, you know, a, a photo or an autograph or anything. I just, you know, kind of want to say, Hey, I really appreciate your stuff. I think his documentaries are amazing, uh, and yeah. incredibly, uh, insightful and, and really entertaining. Um, but he had a booth. He was sharing a booth in the vendor section with Pat country, uh, who he pat the, the nest punk and they had a booth together. Uh, and so I talked to Pat for a couple minutes and I was going to buy his book, uh, but it was really big and really thick and I don't think I would have had room in my carry on for it. Um, so I talked to Pat for a couple minutes and then I moved over to talk to Norm and like no one was, t- was coming to their booth. I thought that was really weird. Um, anyway, I, so I went up and I just said, you know, Hey Norm, like I, I really, really appreciate what you do. I think your, your content is, is amazing um yeah and yeah i just i just love what you do and uh so we we chatted for a couple minutes and he asked where i'm from and i said i'm from canada and, and he goes oh i used to have a couple discord mods uh from from canada and they would they he's like they used to send me smarties and and coffee crisp and mars bars and stuff like that he's like but they don't mod for me anymore he's like so now now i never get uh i never get the canadian chocolates right <laughs> i was like norm Okay, this is really weird because I'm a complete stranger, but I literally have a bunch of Canadian chocolate in my backpack right now that I bought, brought for my friends. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Do you want Smarties?" <laughs> right, right here. And he's like silent for like a good three or four seconds, and he's like, "Yes, yes, I do." <laughs> and So I, I, pull, I gave him like two boxes smarties, a coffee crisp, a Mars bar. And then I think an arrow bar. And he was so like, he was just very, very funny. Uh, and, uh, he took the chocolate gratefully. And then later on Twitter, he said he ate it all right away. <laughs> and, uh, in exchange, he gave me, uh, a notebook, uh, that he signed and then took a photo with me. Um, really really nice guy really fun and like Good. i i like to think that that's a bit like a little bit of a different experience for him <laughs> you know like remember that random weird man that gave me
1: chocolate <laughs> that's it. He'll, he'll remember you forever
0: yeah yeah but yeah, uh his nice. panel his panel was really nice and uh yeah you know what it was just uh like i said i had been so long since i you know got, like i haven't taken a holiday by myself in you know 10 years, 12 years. Um, and, I uh, really wanted to maximize my time there. That's and, uh, and I did, you know, came away like, yeah, it like zero regrets. And it was a really, really amazing time. And, uh, if, if people have the opportunity to go to PRGE uh, in the future, um, really, really, uh, amazing experience. And, uh, I definitely want to go again. I want to do that again. Um, Okay. Really, really good.
1: Was uh, was Cipher Filton there from uh, <laughs> from Band Studio? I
0: didn't see <laughs> Famous character. I didn't see Cipher Filton. Not a lot of cosplay
1: <laughs>
0: uh, either. But um,
1: Cipher Filton, main character of Cipher Filter.
0: Cipher Cy- <laughs> Filton. He was the one running the games <laughs> checkout in the <laughs> in the arcade section.
1: See, that's the kind of joke from podcast beyond from like 2012 that if i went up to greg miller and was like hey do you remember this he'd be like what are you talking what? about like, <laughs> cypher filton <laughs> <Cypher-filton. laughs> never mentioned it since <laughs>
0: oh i love it yeah no no I'm no cypher filton nice but yeah really, yeah, really
1: deserved, good. He deserved a nice holiday so thank you thank you're going you. another one really soon as well yeah so.
0: just a couple of weeks we'll be uh we'll be headed over to uh the happiest place on earth Scott Anaheim Anaheim <laughs> California
1: <laughs> speaking of temp cities yeah, going hell. there <laughs> yeah.
0: no kidding yeah I <laughs> that no, know what? that'll be will be good
1: I've been thinking about uh, I was listening to um, Dan and Gav from RKG speaking about because uh, they went to Halloween horror nights at Universal Studios in Florida
0: yeah
1: I was like oh, I should go to that I should go to that sometime. That sounds great. That actually sounds amazing.
0: I did do the haunted house at Universal one year. And,
1: uh, man, (laughs) (laughs) that's good. Just the stuff they were talking about. They had like a Halloween themed one. Uh, they had, they had one that was like the weekend, like the singer. And it was like going through like his nightmares. And they said that that was, Oh, interesting. really, Really, really interesting. Yeah. with like a backdrop of his music and stuff. So that sounds great. I, hmm. I should maybe make an effort to go to that. Maybe if I go to Florida at some point to go to Disneyland, I'll go in October or something. That, it's risky, though, because you've got, like, a lot of bad weather, right, at that at that sort of time, it seems like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and, I think, and I think
0: Disneyland's quite, like, popular, like, quite busy around right around Halloween as well. Oh, yeah. I think cool. the good time to do that is, like, like, early. Like, I think, like, I don't know about Universal, but I think Disney, like, sets up their Halloween stuff, like, beginning of september yeah and that yeah. might be that might be the time to go
1: i think i think universal don't like i think well they went in september as well so I oh, think okay they do it quite early yeah uh, uh it's on for quite a while yeah that would be good but they also said that they went to apcot and they had like kind of Oktoberfest stuff on and like an international food festival so they were doing like a little oh, interesting. crawl around each of the countries I'm like, oh, that's, mm-hmm. that's exactly that's what I good i think yeah, <laughs> go walking around hammered and <laughs> doing that, and then getting the park hopper, going over and riding parts of the Caribbean. That's a that's a day. Just do doing that, doing the pub crawl until like eight o'clock, and then just riding pirates drunk the rest of the night.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, <a> good <laughs> that's good. That sounds lovely. Okay,
1: that's well that lovely. sounds great. Yeah, it sounds like you had a very good time. Yeah, it was really good. Lots of games were had.
0: Yes, definitely, definitely. But yeah, if uh, if anyone gets the chance to go. Or if anybody listening was there, um, I would love to hear about your experience uh, as well. And you can you can give us a chat on Twitter uh, at MGS underscore podcast, or shoot us an email. Uh, at moviegameshowpodcast at gmail.com or apparently you can send us a voice memo through Anchor if you want to do that. Uh, Apparently that's an option that you can do too. Uh, So all all those ways to get in touch with us are there. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to me ramble about my amazing holiday and uh, we'll see you next time.